This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Dear listener, there are some four-letter words that are going to drop here, so be prepared. When I first told my family that I was getting into powerlifting, I was at my grandma's house. And my family proceeded to ask me what I was doing going to the gym so much. And I remember telling them that I was thinking about starting powerlifting so I can, you know, do competition. Their eyes got really wide and they looked at me like I was crazy. My mom was like, okay, like I know you lift weights, but this is too much. From Futuro Media and PRX, it's Latino USA. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Today, two Latinas on how to own your power inside and out of the gym. Lifting weights and being physically strong has long been associated with men. But within strength sports, there's a category that's become particularly popular among women. Powerlifting. Between 2014 and 2018, the number of powerlifters in the United States tripled. Today, there are more than 22,000 of them that are officially registered. And it used to be that there was just one woman for every four male competitors. Now, it's one woman to every two male competitors. And the competition among women is fierce. Today, we're going to follow Denise Juarez and Jasmine Hidrogo, two strong Latina athletes on their journey to break through stereotypes and find their own power in a field that's been dominated by men for centuries. Our producer, Lily Ruiz, is also a powerlifter, and she's been reporting on Denise and Jasmine for months now as they've been preparing for this year's national powerlifting competition. And Lily is going to take the story from here. It's 5.35 p.m. right now. Um, I'm just getting off of work and I'm heading towards the gym. It's a Tuesday night in April in San Luis Obispo, California. Denise Juarez, at 24 years old and 4'11", is considered one of the best powerlifters in the United States. Out of 10 competitions she has participated in since 2015, she has won every single one of them, including a couple of national championship titles. Denise finally finds a parking spot in a lot overflowing with cars. It's peak time at the gym, and her job as a nanny takes her across the city. did have a kind of a stressful day at work today. Um, not bad, not going to let that affect my training. Denise is preparing for the 2021 National Powerlifting Competition in June in Florida, and training at this level requires sacrifices. It's a balancing act of the right nutrition, 
enough rest, staying injury-free, a good coach, and finding a two-hour time block to go to the gym and lift the heaviest weights possible. All this while going to school or work and trying to keep a social life. It can be physically and mentally exhausting. But for Denise, this balancing act isn't anything new. In fact, it's her schedule five days a week. She pulls the gym bag she got on sale at TJ Maxx onto her shoulder. Denise is small. She wears black leggings and a navy blue cutoff, and her long black hair is pulled into a chongo. She walks across the parking lot and swings open the gym door. Hi, I checked in already. Yeah, thank you. Denise makes her way to the back office in the gym. With her duffel bag still swung across her back, she moves her hair out of the way and pulls out a shiny gray barbell. Yep, the one she bought herself. She sets up in the gym corner, her favorite spot. It's an easy session for a former national champion that consists of the three main powerlifting exercises, also known as the big three. The squat, done with the barbell placed on the back of the shoulders with a deep knee bend. The second one is the bench press, done lying face up on a bench and pressing the barbell away from the body. And the third is the deadlift, where the weight is pulled from the floor until reaching a completely upright position. By the way, the barbell itself weighs 45 pounds. Denise sets the barbell on the floor and adds 10 pound iron plates on each side, then 25 pounds, then 45 pounds. And soon, she casually deadlifts a total of 215 pounds, more than double her body weight. And believe me, that's no easy feat. For context, think of your own weight and double it. Can you lift that off the ground? It's quiet at the gym, no music, no friends, just her and the sweet sound of the barbell. A few states away, 24-year-old Jasmine Idrogo, or just Jazz, prepares for a heavy squat day at a hole-in-the-wall powerlifting gym in San Antonio, Texas. She unzips her black gym bag and pulls out her knee sleeves and weightlifting belt covered in all kinds of colorful stickers. There's a sticker that stands out the most, a sticker of the Mexican flag. Jazz is from Laredo, a third-generation Tejana with deep ties across El Rio Grande. And when she talks about her family's roots, she goes into the nooks and crannies of her ancestry. My grandpa's family is half Spaniard and half like indigenous to Mexico, and the rest of my family is indigenous to Mexico. So I have some Spaniard in me, but I'm mostly Mexican. At five foot three, Jazz has an athletic build with tree trunk legs under a pair of yellow leggings. Her dark brown hair is pinned back in a half ponytail, and her silver hoops catch a glint of the sun. Her work schedule at the clinical psychology office changed again. And with grad school finals around the corner, she adjusts her training to lift in the morning. After warming up, she focuses as she adds more weight. She works up to a 350-pound squat, more than double her body weight. Old iron clings together as she carries the weight on her back. Jazz is ambitious, and she doesn't hide it. Her short-term goal is to qualify for the upcoming National Powerlifting Competition in June in Daytona Beach, Florida. 
her long-term goal? To be a national champion. I want to move up the rank as much as I can and do it as healthy as I can and do it by having fun. I just want people to be able to see it and just be like, if she can do it, I can do it. Strength sports can be traced back to a single inscription on a 360-pound ancient stone. This stone dates back to the 6th century BC in Olympia, Greece, and it reads, Baibon, son of Fola, has lifted me over his head with one hand. Baibon was an athlete, an ancient weightlifter whose inscription on this stone sealed his place in strength sport history. Just like the exercise Baibon performed with the stone, weightlifting is a lifting movement that is over your head while powerlifting focuses on more controlled core movements. No barbell is lifted overhead. In both weightlifting and powerlifting, the goal is to perform the exercise with the heaviest weight possible. In a competition, a powerlifter has three attempts in the squat, bench press, and deadlift to move an absurd amount of weight and beat their previous heaviest lifts. There are three judges, each rating good or bad lifting execution. If a judge believes the lift is technically sound, they award the powerlifter a white light. If not, the judge gives the powerlifter a red light. An attempt will count if the powerlifter receives at least two white lights. Both weightlifting and powerlifting are measures of strength, but weightlifting became a sport sanctioned by the Olympics in 1896. Powerlifting is still waiting to be recognized by the Olympic Committee. There are many reasons for that, but it's mainly because there's no international governing body and therefore no one set of rules to follow. This makes powerlifting somewhat of a niche sport, though over time, its popularity has increased. My next guest has the distinction of being the strongest woman in the world. And would you welcome, please, Jan Todd. Powerlifting is a relatively new sport. The women's competitions are just getting started. This is Dr. Jan Todd during an interview on The Johnny Carson Show in the late 70s. In 1975, she became the first female powerlifter to deadlift 394 pounds and break a Guinness World Record, one that has been standing for 49 years. Jan helped to popularize the sport. She advocated hard for female powerlifters to be taken seriously, and it paid off. In 1977, women were finally allowed to compete in the first national powerlifting competition in the United States. In the case of weightlifting, it took another 23 years for female athletes to be allowed to compete in the Olympics. That stage was set in the 2000 Summer Games in Sydney, Australia. Unfortunately, female athletes were just not taken seriously fast enough. Over the last few years, powerlifting has had another jump in popularity this time with the help of social media. Take one scroll on Instagram and the community of female powerlifters that exist today would make Dr. Jan Todd proud. Latina powerlifters like Denise and Jazz have become influential in this very space. But let's face it, Latinas lifting heavyweight is complicated. ¿Y para qué haces eso? We are constantly asked to explain ourselves rather than encouraged to practice a sport that tests our strength. Not only do we challenge and attempt to thrive in environments of toxic masculinity in the gym, as powerlifters, we constantly fight conservative gender roles deeply rooted in machismo in our everyday lives. Sometimes, even those we love reinforce those ideologies. Denise's grandmother, for example, didn't like it when she started practicing powerlifting, and she worried about her granddaughter. Cuando ella empezó eso, no me gustaba. 
Ay, dice yo, ojalá que no se vaya a lastimar, dice yo. Her grandmother prayed that Denise wouldn't injure herself, especially because she's what she calls small. No, 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 nunca pensé que iba a llegar a eso. Me quedé sorprendida, dice yo. Pero cómo tan chiquita, cómo mi hija tan chiquita puede eso, ya ni nombre, dice que va a andar poniendo yo eso. Denise's interest in powerlifting garnered much criticism from her family. I actually had someone in the family send me a picture of a really buff chick and told me, if you keep lifting, you're going to look like a man. My response was, yeah, if you lift too, you would look like a man as well. And the, I mean, the person that sent it to me is a man. So uh, he wasn't very happy about that. Denise's powerlifting journey began when she was 16. During summer school, she met Uriel, a kid who was obsessed with working out and who had just discovered powerlifting. It was difficult for the young couple to find time for each other, so the only way both teens were able to spend quality time together was with the iron in the gym. I started going with him every single day, and he's the one that noticed, like, hey, like your, your lifts are going up. I think this is for you. Denise began to get stronger and surprisingly fast. She credits her boyfriend for encouraging her to compete, even offering to be her coach. Although at the time, there wasn't much about powerlifting that caught her attention. I started doing it just to, you know, bond with him more. It was really hard getting into the gym with him uh, just because, you know, I have a, a strict Latino dad that didn't want me out and about with a boyfriend. Challenging norms is something Denise has grown used to, but it didn't come naturally. She's the middle child of nine siblings. Growing up, she was also caught in the middle of a custody battle between her mother and father. Her childhood was a blur up until high school. I would say the biggest hardship that I had in my whole life was with my mom. There was all over just every type of abuse that you can think of that made me resent her. Then... Denise's life changed from one day to the next. When my dad won custody of me, that kind of like was like a smack in the face to her, like almost like a like wake up call. Like she just lost a kid. After that, her mom's life changed too. She stopped smoking. She stopped drinking. She turned her whole life around and started going to therapy to get help. I think that is her way of like basically saying sorry is like being a good mom to my baby brother and sister. Although now in the custody of her father, his second wife did not support Denise. And she found herself in the middle of another battle. My dad and my stepmom separated right after I got out of high school. And um, my stepmom kicked me out with nothing. In 2015, Denise was 19 years old and found herself at the footsteps of her boyfriend's house. Uriel's mother stepped in, offering her to stay at their family home. She has helped me so, so much. And I like literally don't even know like how to thank her for that. Denise moved in with her boyfriend and his family with the support of her dad, who was in a difficult personal situation, but cared deeply about her. That's when powerlifting took center stage. Honestly, I feel like that was like a really big outlet just because I felt, you know, super strong. I didn't feel weak. And after months of training, Denise signed up for her first powerlifting competition in 2016, 
it did not go as planned. In fact, she bombed out, which is a nightmare scenario for any athlete. Remember the white lights and the red lights we talked about earlier? Bombing out means a powerlifter gets red-lighted by all three judges for all three of their lifting attempts in a single category. For Denise, it was the squats. Out of all three chances she had to execute a good squat, she failed all of them and was ultimately disqualified from the meet. I hesitated going out when they started calling my name, and I didn't want to go out onto the platform. (laughs) But I did it anyways. I mean, I bombed out, I cried, and I told myself, like, why am I even doing this? Like, I I don't don't like lifting. And I, I wanted to quit. Denise's severe anxiety and nerves affected her performance. But afterwards, with the help of her boyfriend, Coach Uriel, something clicked. He sat with me in the back and was basically just telling me, like, it's okay. Like, you know, this happens. People bomb out and they just get back up. They train and they get better for next time. And train she did. Denise trained hard for the next four years and made a crucial adjustment to her support system. She promoted her first coach, Uriel, to a full-time boyfriend and got herself an experienced coach and nutritionist. This paired with her intense desire to prove herself, turned out to be the last piece of the puzzle for the inevitable. I came back and then I started breaking like American records. I started getting California state records. When that started happening, it just basically was like, you know, like I can do anything. (laughs) If I could do this, like anybody can. Becoming a national powerlifting champion is the highest honor a powerlifter can receive in the United States. And competing against the best in the nation and winning can catapult athletes into opportunities for brand sponsorships and cash prizes. In 2018 and 2019, Denise competed in two national powerlifting competitions in Las Vegas and Chicago, becoming a national powerlifting champion twice in her career so far. Her most recent title in Chicago automatically qualified her for the 2020 National Powerlifting Competition. But when COVID-19 forced its cancellation, all Denise could do was train and wait for 2021, preparing herself for what might be the most competitive national powerlifting competition yet. Coming up on Latino USA... Powerlifters Denise Juarez and Jasmine Hidrogo train through a pandemic and get ready for the National Powerlifting Competition. Denise has already secured her place, but will Jasmine be able to compete in Florida as well? Stay with us. No te vayas. Hey, it's Maria Hinojosa. Shows like Latino USA are a proving ground and a launchpad for hosts like me. And you know, Latino USA literally changed my life. It's thanks to public radio stations that this podcast is here for you in its current form. Many of you may not be regular listeners to your local public radio station, but consider giving it a listen and you'll discover more shows like this one. And if you're so inclined, Help us, because many of these stations are in their spring pledge drive. Help them expand their reach and service by giving whatever works for you. And thanks. 
Support for Latino USA comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all in one easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash latino. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash latino. We're back. And before the break, we met Denise Juarez, a powerlifting champion who punched her ticket to compete at the 2021 National Powerlifting Competition. Now, it's Jasmine Hidrogo's turn to test her strength and earn her spot. But it's only her third powerlifting competition ever. And the pressure is on. On paper, Jazz is considered a newbie in the world of powerlifting. In fact, with a little under a year in the sport, she could be considered a powerlifting prodigy. She has already broken Texas state records for her weight class, which is no easy feat. But to Jazz, it's just another checkmark on her list. I've always just wanted to do it because I've always just wanted to be like really fucking strong. Like, I have no other way to put it. This isn't the first time Jazz practices the sport. She first caught wind of it during high school by being friends with the boys on the football team. I was always in the weight room. I would go and work out with them because it would push me. They were like, oh yeah, I have a powerlifting meet. And I was like, that sounds really cool. Like, I want to do it. But it wouldn't be long before she ran into an obstacle common among female athletes. And my high school was always like, well, we don't have enough girls to make a girls team. So we don't have one for girls. And I remember like trying to get girls together to make a powerlifting team, and it was never done. Jazz claims the title of being her mother's funniest child, although her only brother probably disagrees. Her upbringing was special. So I would be outside till like the sun goes down, you know, till the streetlights come on and your parents are yelling at you to come inside. And I'd go inside, eat dinner, go play with my brother, go play video games. One day, when she was 14 years old, Jazz came home from school and saw her dad's truck in the driveway. It was um, Father's Day when I was 14 that my dad, I came home from school and my dad had all his shit packed up and he literally told us he was bouncing. And he got in his truck and he left. Jazz witnessed firsthand the strength it took her mom to take care of her and her younger brother. Money was scarce. Once my parents had divorced, I remember like having to grow up pretty, pretty quick. Like not only for my mom, but for my brother, like I had to be a mom. Once I learned how to drive, I was doing most of the errands because my mom was so tired from working three jobs. Jazz and her family moved around more than six times to different parts of Texas during what she describes as one of the hardest stages of her life. Physically, I have a really high pain tolerance, and I think I do that emotionally as well. And that tolerance was being tested. Eventually, Jazz and her family moved in with her grandparents, 
where she developed a strong bond with her grandfather, a man full of stories and wisdom, and a man who was also transparent with his struggles. He emigrated to the United States, and so that alone comes with a lot of uh, acculturation stress. He didn't know English. Um, he started a business, started a family here, and he struggled with alcoholism uh, really, really bad. Spending time with her grandfather became more consistent, and soon, it was a morning routine. She felt like she was helping her grandfather just by listening. I would sit out and take my coffee with him. You know, yes, I was el cafecito, and we talk for like four hours, you know, and we can just go on. And he talks to me about his life and like what he misses. Jazz finished her master's program in clinical mental health counseling at the University of Texas at San Antonio, got a job, and now lives on her own about two hours north of her hometown. Her grandfather helped her define her love for counseling. He kind of told me, he was like, you know, you're good at talking to people and you're good at bringing stuff out. During her time in college, powerlifting found its way back into Jazz's life. And she watched, intrigued, and maybe a little jealous, how the boys trained and competed. She jumped at the chance to finally participate. In September of 2020, Jazz won her first local powerlifting competition at her gym in San Antonio. She got herself a powerlifting coach and with his guidance, outlifted her second place competitor by 150 pounds. She was hungry to continue to push her limits and set her sights on a second competition. Jazz had high expectations for the second meet as it would act as a qualifier for a coveted spot in the 2021 National Powerlifting Competition. But during the months leading up to it, Jazz was going through a profound and painful situation. She had recently put an end to an unhealthy relationship and it came with the price of almost losing herself. She didn't want to go into detail. I was living out of my car for like a good two months. And I was prepping for a powerlifting meet and no one had any clue. At the same time, Jazz felt a pop in her lower back during a heavy squat session on a particularly heavy training week. Right away, she felt off and scheduled an appointment with a local chiropractor to assess her pain. So you went down into a 402 squat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if the pop was something else in the video, but it sure sounded like it was my back. Ms. Tenderayer? Oh, it was a little bit. I don't know if it was a spot that you hit that, like, was right there. Yeah. That's tender. I just hope it's something that's not going to, like, prevent me from competing, period. For weeks, Jazz was frustrated. It was a lot to deal with physically, not to mention the emotional turmoil of the combination of not knowing if the injury was severe, not being able to live to your potential, not being able to do what you love and not having a place to live. But then, Jazz made a decision. She kept training and stayed focused. And then she won that second meet and was able to qualify for nationals. Both Jazz and Denise are heading to Daytona Beach. Ladies and gentlemen, it's also a pleasure to welcome you to Daytona where the local time is 11.02. It's June 17th, the day of the National Powerlifting Competition. The rumbling skies tease rain, and the air is humid. Denise walks through the registration hallway with her boyfriend Uriel by her side, carrying a backpack full of chicken and rice packed meals, protein bars, and water bottles. 
Jazz is there too with her gym bag swung across her back. She peeks into every room in the large convention center hallway and says hello to a few athletes she recognizes from Instagram. Denise is one of them. Hi. This is Jazz. Jazz, Hi. this is Denise. Nice to meet you. 69 kg, 47 kg. 47. During nationals, a champion is crowned in each weight class. In kilos, Denise is in the 47th and Jazz is in the 69th. In order for athletes to contest the crown for their respective weight class, each must first make weight. This usually happens a few hours before the competition as part of the rules of the event. A pound over and hopes to be crowned national champion are out the door. Athletes will do the craziest things to make weight, like sit inside a sauna, cut their hair, sometimes weigh into a competition completely nude, or suck on Jolly Ranchers and spit until they make weight. The night before they both weighed in, Denise's nerves were so relentless that she broke out in so much sweat and had trouble maintaining her weight. Jazz, on the other hand, ditched drinking water, incredibly concerned that her weight was way over. But in the end, both Denise and Jazz made weight. It was anything but easy. And the tension is high. Some athletes are already longing for the end. I'm excited and nervous. I'm honestly like really excited for it to be over. <laughs> I'm just stressed. I'm super stressed. Denise's hands are cold and clammy. She shakes uncontrollably, but her face is indifferent. You wouldn't notice anything wrong. I freak out like to get on the stage because like I'm around, you know, people are watching me, so I freak out with that. Jazz is also trying to control her nerves. I'm not on Instagram right now. It's not hitting me. It's gonna hit me until I warm up. I don't feel like like I don't I don't know. Both women have trained very hard for this moment, sacrificed a lot to be here and put their bodies and insecurities on the line. Denise kisses her boyfriend, Uriel, and heads to the warm-up room, located in a separate room behind the stage. Jazz starts to leave too, but has a final request. If she makes it to the podium, she wants her Mexican flag up there with her. More athletes slowly trickle into the hallways towards the warm-up room. 77 women compete in eight different weight categories, but out of more than 22,000 registered powerlifting athletes in the United States, these women are competing against the best. The venue is large, with two blue squat racks set up on two separate platforms. Behind each platform is a gigantic screen projecting the 2021 USAPL Powerlifting Nationals logo in bright neon colors. Strobe lights dance around the walls, lighting up the faces of the audience. They are there to support their daughters, sisters, mothers, girlfriends, elite powerlifting women testing their strength against their competition, but also against themselves. And then... Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 The competition officially begins, and the room is electric. The judges wait for Denise to step onto the platform, and she looks tiny compared to the squat rack. She calmly steps up to the bar, her chungo swinging behind her. 
focused. She unracks the bar. Uriel positions himself to record the perfect video on his phone from his seat. Denise squats and wears the biggest smile when her first lift is finally complete. But her biggest worry becomes a reality when the judges rate her squat a no lift. The squat isn't performed deep enough and is invalidated. At first, her brow furrows as she looks at the judges and then back at her coach, who stands right behind her. But in the blink of an eye, she composes herself, takes a breath, and walks to the back with a grin, as if to say, I got the next one. And she does. Focus. She's in the the game now. Over on platform two, Jazz is on her first squat attempt. She steps onto the platform and claps her hands, forming a small cloud of dust from the weightlifting chalk on him. She grabs the bar, takes a deep breath, and looks angrily at the bar. Then she unracks it, taking a few steps back with the weight balanced on her back. Let's go, Jazz! She gets the squat command. Easy, baby! Jazz sinks it. Good lift. She's smiling before she racks the bar again, high-fives her coach, and heads to the back. The competition continues over the next few hours, and Denise and Jazz successfully complete the majority of their lifts. They also fail some, and those sting, especially at a national competition. When the competition is finally over, Denise, who has had one of her worst competitions to date, is shocked by the result. Women's Raw Open, 47-kilo weight class. In fourth place, Denise Juarez. She makes podium. She is called to the front and receives yet another medal for her collection. Even on what she calls an off day, her result is the fourth best in the nation. Jazz also gets a surprise. All right, Women's Raw Open, 69-kilo weight class. In fifth place, Jasmine At only her third powerlifting competition in her career, Jazz reaches the podium too. After months of a physical, mental, and emotionally challenging preparation, the end is a major relief for the two of them. Once the awards are out, I catch up with Jazz and Denise in a hallway, bustling with happy powerlifters. I ask them about their biggest takeaway. No matter what happens, fail or win, just keep pushing through and, you know... Failing isn't necessarily always a bad thing. It always just makes you stronger to come back. Yeah, I would say that. Someone else told me, like, no matter what happens at a meet, like, what really matters is getting back into the gym and doing what you love. Like, that's what you that, that's what you do. Yes. Like, you have to go back and do what you love, and that's what matters. Yes. Honestly, so. I would say failing has always made me a lot better than I do when I win. Because when I win, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like, this is easy. But then when I fail, I'm like, there's some work to do. That's the lesson that's right there. For athletes like Denise and Jazz, powerlifting isn't just about being the strongest, and their powerlifting journeys aren't only about them. It also has an impact on those close to them, like Denise's little sister, who at seven years old also wants to lift. She watches my videos. She will walk around and like do some funny things where she's like benching or doing stuff like that. That was one of the most proudest moments that I've ever had being a Latina powerlifter is having my own baby sister come up to me knowing that's not very common in our family but her seeing me very different and her wanting to be like me just made me extremely proud. Sometimes the impact is felt on people they've never met. 
Jazz was taken aback by a little girl after finishing her first competition ever. As I'm walking by, she tells her mom, look, mom, that's her. Like, I want to be like her. I think my heart just totally melted when I heard that. And I felt that, oh my gosh, like she's looking up to me. And so I think that's a moment that made me extremely proud to be who I am in the sport. It was also apparent that I'm not only doing this for myself, but I'm doing it for inspiring other women to want to be that way or want to start the sport as well and kind of not care about the stereotypes or the traditional views of Latina women. Ultimately, powerlifting is a process of gaining resilience, going back to the gym to train day by day, no matter how hard yesterday was. It is also the process of reclaiming your power, going against the grain, doing something that you may think you're not capable of doing, but forcing yourself to be confident, to go in there and prove everybody wrong. A ver, inténtalo. This episode was produced by Lily Reese with help from Julieta Martinelli. It was edited by Marta Martinez and mixed by Julia Caruso and Stephanie LeBeau. The Latino USA team includes Andrea Lopez Cruzado, Mike Sargent, Victoria Estrada, Patricia Zulbaran, Ginny Montalvo, Alejandra Salazar, Reinaldo Leaños Jr., and Julia Rocha with help from Raul Perez. Our editorial director is Julio Ricardo Varela. Additional engineering by Gabriela Baez and J.J. Carubin. Our digital editor is Luis Luna. Our New York Women's Foundation Ignite Fellow is Maria Esquinca. Our Latino USA Fellows are Monica Morales and Elisa Ballena. Our Publix Lab Fellow from the CUNY Graduate Center is Andrew Viñales. Our theme music was composed by Zenia Rubinos. If you like the music you heard on this episode, stop by latinousa.org and check out our weekly Spotify playlist. I'm your host and executive producer, Maria Hinojosa. Join us again on our next episode. And in the meantime, find us on all of your social media. And I'll see you there, lifting some weights. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Funding for Latino USA's coverage of A Culture of Health is made possible in part by a grant from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Latino USA is made possible in part by W.K. Kellogg Foundation a partner with communities where children come first, and the Wincote Foundation. She's a badass producer. She's a multi-talented Mexican powerlifter, journalist, nice daughter and granddaughter. <laughs> we got to make a little TV show about you, Lily.